Hi everyone, welcome to Living in Control podcast. I am your host for today, Phoebe, the Operations Manager at In Control Group here, an organization with a mission to help others be in control of their lives and careers. We imagine a world in which most people are in control of their lives, a conscious life accompanied by conversion, contentment, and consistency. Today on our podcast, we have a very special guest who has dedicated her life and pouring her life into saving and giving strays a better life and ultimately blessing a lot of families with knowing the, and learning the love from our fluffy ones. Fun fact, before Auntie Eileen started My Pets Heaven, she was actually a bar owner. And now she's the proud founder and owner of My Pets Heaven, a temporary shelter for rescued animals where these animals will be cared for by her and her team until they are ready to be adopted by other families. Today, we'll be speaking with her about how she came to starting her own shelter and how she has found this calling in life and how she deals with all the challenges and problems that come with opening a shelter of her own. Let us welcome Auntie Eileen. Hi. Now we'll straight away jump into the questions for today. So, um, Ati Eileen, can you share with us a little about why and how you started My Pets Heaven? Okay. I mean, since young, I was an animal lover. I used to have dogs in my, my whole life. I have dogs. And basically, then after I closed my pub, uh, I just don't know what to do. So, I was looking for a job. Then I found family so i was looking for them as a supervisor based in uh, tesco okay. from, from there i learned a lot of things how to uh, uh foresee if the dog is sick and uh, take to vet and what the medication to give and how to care for them all right so from there i learned and then i get a lot of feedback like uh auntie if you want to neuter the dog to help us to take care of the dog which pet family don't have the type of service so basically, I was thinking, if I don't have all the dogs, I have to have my own shelter, all right? So there's uh, this golden retriever that I was caring for, you know? And then uh, nobody wanted to buy her. Mm-hmm. She should grow bigger. And then when she grow bigger, the cage tend to be smaller, right? So I was thinking, perhaps I take her for a walk, which my management doesn't allow us to take dog for a walk, you know? So I secretly just take out the dog for a walk. And beside is this building where I am now. And then, wow, I look at it. Wow, this has got a mezzanine floor and it's big enough to put on some cages and uh, do some body service to help people when their dog in need of uh, to uh, board their dog or they are sick, you know. So I get a few friends now. And then I open up the shop. Lah. So, and after that, uh, while doing the renovation, there was this little brown dog that walks in, you know. And I need him more joy, So, basically, it was a small little puppy. And I don't know what to do with a stray dog because I never had a... Oh, a stray, I mean, I, normally, I have a stray dog in my house. But I never had a stray dog that come to the shop. And knowing that you're having partner is to do business, right? So, I was just... What should I do with this little dog? So, I take it to a vet and do the flea and deworm him. And just put up in the shop and see anybody who wants to adopt it. And it works. Somebody adopted Wong Choi. And I said, wow, if stray dog can be adopted, why not I help all the strays that's uh, abandoned outside and then they are being caught by town council, you know? 
So it's how it's, it's how it started. So one after another one after another. Is, I, I have about 30, 40 dogs now here. So it's how it's how I started it. Yeah. So it's good. Uh, uh, the laptop and show you the open have here now, okay? So this is our stocks where we sell our pet food. And dogs are all here. Our main entrance. Hello. <laughs> These are the quieter ones uh, at the front. Uh, all of them are up for auction. So upstairs is all the cats. <laughs> There's too many. Some dogs there are in the big kennel as well. Oh. Yeah, some are in the big kennel, some are in the cages. Because we don't have enough space in the kennel, so we put them in cages. Uh, but they're mostly all big dogs. Do you share the kennels? They don't. They have. Oh, some of them do. If they get along, uh, this one. Cook the food for the dog. Is it? Uh, and then this is the washing area. Another two and Then we also have our grooming room here. This is our oh, you guys provide grooming services as well, right? Yeah, we do. Uh, grooming and also uh, boarding services. Okay, okay. So if let's say they go on we go on a trip and we want to leave our dogs with you guys. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, so usually if there are customers like boarding with us, then we will clear up the kennels for them. Yeah? Mm, okay, okay. Hi. Hello. <laughs> They're always fighting. They are brothers and sisters as well? Oh no, they're just friends, best friends. <laughs> oh yeah, then we have behind. Forgot to show <clears throat> The big the place is quite big, huh? Oh yeah, it's pretty long. I wouldn't say it's big, but it's very Oh big. and here's the car park. Oh okay, okay. More dogs. Hello. <laughs> uh, so sometimes when it's raining, we walk them in the car park. So the Building management are okay with you guys putting the dogs at the car park? Ah, uh, yes. They, we've been here for about 11 years already. So they know. Oh, how so they are okay. Okay, okay. That's so they're actually quite lenient. Like. They let us do whatever we want. Next to you, to sh uh, both sides is. Um, uh, they, uh, yeah, shop blocks. 
Yeah. Empty or already there's people? And gym, one uh, furniture shop. Mm, okay, okay. So they are both, the owners are okay with the dogs and all? I mean, we were here first, you know? So okay, okay true. They shouldn't come here. <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. So basically, uh, as long as it's clean, you keep it clean and then uh, not so much of noise. So I got a lot of people asking me for help when I was working the uh, pet shop store there. So when I was walking the dog, and then I found this place. It's, uh, it's quite big though, and it has a mezzanine floor, you know. And we did some renovation so that we can do some business so that we can generate the income to mm -hmm. save the dog. Okay? So we have boarding services here. We have grooming here. Mm. And we also got uh, like uh, those people who wants to put here the dog for adoption. They have to pay every month $300 and uh, buy a bag of food. And then the dog is adopted. That's what I'm doing now. There are certain rules to um the type of dogs that you are that they are that they want to give up to adopt as well, right? Not just everybody that want to give up their dogs for adoption can just put there. Yeah, we are quite strict and our place are limited. Mm -mm. So we just cannot simply take in any uh, dog that say ask for help. Every day there are about 10 to 12 calls asking for help. I can't please everybody, you know. One okay. thing also, time uh, age catching up also. I can't do very much now. Mm. But I'm still healthy. The dog keeps me healthy in a way. So, uh, so okay. every day, I'm very, very, uh, about 4.30, I'm up already. 5 o'clock, walking the dog in the morning, you know, and give him a uh, cleaner kernel and everything, unless it's volunteer to help. Mm -hmm. so, uh, okay. See, having a dog not only uh, make you happy, but it also helps you to straighten your health. Make it more healthy. Yeah, you know? yeah, correct. My husband every day need to walk the dogs three times. <laughs> <laughs> no need three times, uh, two times will do. Yeah, whenever because he his schedule is more free and he mm. very poor thing if they lock at home the whole day. So <laughs> when we can, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you walk the dog is good in a way that uh they know the place. So when there's a firecracker or during Chinese New Year, where there's a firecracker. They get scared, they tend, tend to run away. Some forgot to lock the door. So once oh. you walk the dog every day, they will know how to come back. back. Yeah. But I have a husky. Uh. So she doesn't come back. Oh, really? <laughs> the husky. Uh, I think uh, she is because we adopted her uh, from a person that found her at the roadside. I think she ran away from her previous owner also. Oh. Yeah. So uh, when we took her back, she was already quite big. Yeah, so uh, I think she's already neutered. But then uh, huskies tend to run away. So we have a lot of stories about huskies running away. So what we do is we put the collar with the number. So in case she ran away and people can call back. A few times already she ran away and then got people call and then they're like, I really? Dog. Yeah, so she ran away but she went and followed someone home. At the side of the person until the person could, uh, had to bring her into the car and bring her home. Oh, that's nice of him. Mm. But some, is it a young dog, a young one, or what? I think she's quite young, yes. Mm. Mm. So, lucky you neutered them also, you will take and breed them, you know? Yeah, correct, correct. Thank you so much. Make sure all the dogs are better male or female, they have to be neutered just to control the population, you know? Yeah, so there's uh, so many, and then. Mm. Yeah, you have so many, uh, they forgot to neuter, like Rock Valley always went away, they never come back. They never come back. 
Okay. So um all right. This is what I do every day. It's like a it's a routine. For me, it's a routine. Walk, clean, feed. At night, straight feeding again. So that's it's like your typical day in a shelter. And I sleep here. <laughs> oh, you stay you stay in the uh, at the yeah, yeah, yeah. I sleep here with, with the dogs. I go home to take my shower in the afternoon, then I come back here again. Oh. Um uh, I would say uh only my husband and my pets in the house and my children are, are they're married and nothing much to do uh, in the house. So he's a DIY man, so he clean the house and everything. So I'm lucky. Good, good. Yeah. Got a good one. <laughs> uh, how has rescuing animals affected your personal life, um, emotionally or physically or even mentally? Uh, all uh, is mentally, is physically because they are so pitiful, you know, and then you see them, some don't make it. Some don't make it. Some make it, then you do. Mentally, it's a bill. Where when you get a bill to pay the money, it's about like, it's like 5,000 and above because they have to board there, they have to get their wound treated, and uh, some have to amputate their legs and things like that. So, mentally, it's about money. Physically, feeling very sad for them and thinking what to do after that, you know. What should I do with them after when it's healed, you know, things like that. So, uh, to me, it's it's uh, quite easy now because I know what to do. I know who to contact, you mm -hmm. know. So, uh, not much of a problem to me, now, you know. I can, uh, with the help of Janice, uh, in the social media, media, then we can write a story. There are people who come forward. Just recently, we got Andrea. You saw Andrea, the one with the construction site that was mm -hmm. on the two legs. She's going to be adopted today. I'm still waiting for the customer to come from Rawang. So, uh, and then we got one blind dog, one eye blind, also already yes. adopted. She should pay up the neutering fee. So, there are many others. Uh, even three legged also adopted. So, we are basically fine with that, you know. Just a lot of patience. So I'm sure that taking care of the dogs, it um, really uses a lot of your energy and a lot of your financials, all of these things, right? And you are only one person and your volunteers. Janice told me that they are not um, always there as well. Yeah. So how do you manage all of this um, by yourself? And how do you manage your energy every single day? Yeah, it's very easy. It's... Uh... It's very really in, it's really inside you. It's, the routine is there already. So basically, I get up four thirty in the morning, and I start at five. I know which dog to take, the easy one. Just like when you you go for examination, you always do the easy question first, right? Okay. Then you pick the harder one to do later. So that's what I'm. I have a system like that. So okay. I always say, uh, back one do first. If I open the the bigger door, so the front will do later. So within an hour, I can walk ten dogs. So these are the fast one, and I know who to get, who to take, you know. So basically, it's so easy for me. So one hour, 10 dogs, another, another one hour, I walk about 30 dogs a day by myself. Morning, That's about, I can finish by 10 o'clock walking on the dog. By the time I finish, everything is about noon time. Feeding, washing the kernel, and I'm very, very fast. <laughs> fast and efficient. Yeah, because uh, it's... It's a routine already, so you know what to do already. It's I know to get my broom all ready for it, you know, things like that. So it's easy, so it's easy, yeah.
Okay. So no problem. Yeah. That's the first that I've heard. But yeah, so building up the habit and making it a routine, it makes everything much easier and faster for you. Saving your energy and time. That's, that's very impressive, Auntie Aline. We are, I need to start that routine for the family so that we can you know, be more efficient walking the dogs. <laughs> your timing has to be there. If you say five, it's five. Because they're just like alarm clock. No? If you don't do it, they'll call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my alarm clock. So I don't have to wear a watch or look at the time. When they about, I know it's really five o'clock, they want to go out. Mm-hmm. And then at first, the voice be very soft. And if you come a bit later, it get louder and louder, and everybody start barking, howling. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So it's, it's, it's already there, you know, like I said, the happy, the, the routine, it's all there. So, it's very easy for me. It's so easy. Okay. So what are some of the important lessons about humanity or um, people that you have learned throughout this journey of being an advocate for all these rescued animals? First of all, uh, we have to guide them in many ways, like uh, neutering them to control the population, the strays, and uh, uh, teach them that uh, how to... Uh, even a fierce dog can be tame, you know. Don't uh, just abandon, abandon them just because they are fierce and they are, uh, what do you call that, uh, got certain bad habits like uh, barking every time, you know. All these things can be trained. Just a matter of uh, patience, a lot of patience and uh, throughout the journey. Lah. And then, and we have one dog called uh, Pound. Uh, he's very very fierce of seeing he's a little puppy you know I call him Pound is because uh, I don't like feeding right so I've been feeding this mother and a little puppy for some time and one day he went missing mm-hmm. so I you know I feel sad lah, because I cannot because when I leave the food there he will come and eat the food first you know so I asked the guard see that uh, the town council had caught him you know so you know in this line and I know people inside there so I just give a call. He said, yeah, he caught the puppy. I said, I want the dog to be back by tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. You know, you know, now you have to pay a certain amount of money. So I just gave $100 and the dog is back with me. And he was so, so fierce. He was so, so fierce. But as today, he's one of the best dogs. He got adopted. And he's so tame and he's so uh, intelligent that he knows command and all that. Mm-hmm. Things can uh, change not overnight. It's like Rome wasn't built in one day, right? So we have to have lots of patience, learn it, and uh, slowly come on the ladder. You can be successful. Anything for the matter, just patient. Especially you're dealing in uh, living things, you know, they, they, they can bite you, they can uh, actually give you a lot of a headache sometimes and a lot of time to consume, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, patience and uh, and um, times given to them, it can work out. Is there any um, stories of um, people uh, or people that you have met that has been um, not very kind at first, or you know, not the best people? But after dealing with the dogs. You know, dogs have the superpower of making people very nice. Yeah. So, um, any stories like that that you want to share with us? Yeah, there are a lot. 
a lot. So sometimes uh, when they adopt a dog, they adopt a dog and then they go back. And then we let, uh, guide them see that you are the first timer, never, never get a puppy because they're teething. Mm -hmm. They will bite every damn thing. They also get <laughs> every damn thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So this is what happened. They start teething and they start biting. Then he give up. Mm -hmm. He give up and then we, we got him through. Lah. So he took it back. He tried. He said, Aileen, then they came and thank us for, for you know, giving him a chance to, to take back the dog and... Uh, and uh, now he's one of the best dogs he ever had. We have this sort of story many, many times. It's not the first. I think about maybe about 10 people, about 11 or 12 people that give up and take back the dog. Mm -hmm. And now I tell you, they're the best, they are the best owner. They know what to do. They even with the word of mouth, you know, they even guide the people who are adopt dogs and tell them what is happening. And then and, they become well, an advocate for you. Yes, guys. yes. And then uh Happy ending, I would say happy ending. So many stories, there's so many stories, but it was good, very good ending. Mm -mm -mm. And they, they will bring the dog here to let you see, they update you all the time, you know. They, you feel so happy about it, you know. So, so happy to see uh, they're willing to try and then uh, and uh, give the dog the all, treat them like a family, you know. Mm -mm. Even, even enter, they can allow to enter the house now, they can sleep with them now. <laughs> Which Asian people doesn't really go for this sort of thing, you know, all the shading and all that. But yeah. they did it. They did it. it. It was a happy ending. Like I said, it's simply happy. La. Yeah, happy ending. La. Very happy. Very happy. Very touching. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So do they, um, do people come back and adopt another dog once they are okay with the first one? Have there been uh, a lot of people like that? Yes. There are not many. La, because, uh, <laughs> to working and all mm -hmm. but there are one or two i think about four or five maybe they take another dog yeah there is there is there is and then because they really know how to take care of the dog they say it's high time they have a a, a friend to play right. with you know they will be so lonely there are a few of them yes they did yeah okay that is that is very good to hear you know people coming back and learning how to take care and grow with the pets that they you know i'm sure that you know with a shelter and like you said just now each dog costs about five thousand when they come to you um it's not cheap i know because i also have four dogs and it's very expensive to take care of them um so how do you stay in control of all your finances of running um, my pets haven okay once is uh and because everybody knows me and we got a lot of follower mm -hmm. as you know so when I needed help, Janice will come in. <laughs> she will write the story. I will tell her what I, I need. I need own, I need newspaper. I need money for the food. I need medical bill. That's where she comes in. And then she will write the story. Uh, every dog that rescued. And we update all the time. So when people see them, and then we, are, we are very genuine about it. So people will uh, sort of just donate to help us. It's one of the... Uh, where we get our donations and it's uh it's quite a lot in a sense that uh enough to cover for the uh, medical bill and um, for the food for every week we need about four bags of food with many dogs like this you know and uh, some they're so uh what do you call that so fed up with the food they want some extra can some uh, what do you call add on canned food to eat and also they want to eat so all this is uh, with the help of social media. Actually, 
it's a very uh, fantastic and it's very uh, amazing you know people uh, go through social media and then you get the thing done so fast which I, I, I don't understand why uh, people are so advanced in this way because during my time we have to go and beg for donation with the donation box in front of me when customer walk in I say can you please don't help me I don't have the money enough money to go down for medical bill I have to beg people you know so now with the help of social media we just put up people help us so this is how we get our donation you know okay so right now you have a lot of followers thanks to your volunteers helping you put it on social media and all but um before this i'm sure it was much harder like you mentioned right yeah. so when you first started the shelter um did you have like a amount of money that you have saved up that you wanted to do this or how did you even start that whole journey of you know creating this shelter okay uh i collect a few friends to share the open this shop lot mm -hmm. so can't come up with a certain amount of money i have to get a loan <laughs> mm -hmm. you know you can't come up with fifty thousand. so it's there's 200k there so we just uh put it all in the bank and then we slowly uh build up by selling dog food here we have dog food they sell here and we also got boarding here that's how we generate the income and then those who people that uh, uh, they they want to give up their don't surrender their dogs and uh, because we don't like I said we don't simply take in any dogs that uh, they want to surrender we will ask uh, a lot of questions and the, if the answer is good and then it, uh, it's not our pickiness we don't go our pickiness and if they need help we are there so these are the certain things you have to pay like every month three hundred dollars and a bag of food. To maintain until the dog is adopted that's how we generate in a way and by selling food uh, like boarding and uh, grooming you know things like that and there, there was one time really really not enough money because of the power dog you know that time i haven't known janice yet so the bill was eleven thousand plus and oh shit. that time i know you yeah okay okay so <laughs> I had a sister who loved to dance because I, I also like to dance. We do the uh, light dancing, you know. We meet uh -huh. up every uh, Saturday in a, in a small club, which is free. They have live men and we have a lot of friends. And then she organized a charity uh, dinner for me, for, for me to raise fund. And then we raised enough fund to pay off the power dot 11,000 plus. And then when Jenny's coming, we, we get more and more and more and then we are quite stable now, but still not enough because uh, we tend to uh, sometimes in a week we can rescue like three, four dogs that need a lot of medical attention. So uh, to be honest, actually still not enough, but we still can cover in the sense uh, when the donation keep coming in. So we need to update, update and tell people that we need this, we need that. And then we will post up the medical bill, you know, to get the... Uh, the donation now. but it's still not enough still not enough it's just that can survive la. can survive la. we still need more to uh pay off the bill la. uh is there any plans to you know um like uh expand your business and expand my pet's haven uh maybe rent another lot or move to another bigger place have a proper team to help you run things all the while i, I have this dream 
I have this dream, you know, that bigger place and bigger room, more rooms to help the needy one, the needy one, you know, and uh, more cages can set up. But uh, the problem is, uh, I'm alone. I'm alone. Mm -hmm. I only got one staff with me for nine years now, and it's not easy to get people to work uh, in this stuff. Line, you know, that they are they scared of dogs and uh, they are not, uh, what do you call it, responsible. They cannot commit themselves. It's so hard to get worker like this, you know. Mm. So if I were to expand, you know, I think I, <laughs> I, I think I end up, <laughs> end up sit down there and don't do anything, you know, it's just like that. Because it's too big, I cannot uh, I cannot accept uh, when it's too big because now I'm quite comfortable with what I am, I know what to do. But if you give me another lot, perhaps I can get people to work, but it's then again, where am I going to get the money to pay them? Mm, mm, mm. Any salary, right? You know? So, uh, I don't, I, I, I have dream, but I don't think I want that to happen are, my age. are already content my age my age mm -hmm. you know anything happened i'm really 65 like i said uh, it's just a number but you see I, auntie it's just a number you look so young yeah i see yeah the document yeah, you, 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 you know <laughs> but uh on the other end i have to do night feeding as well you know mm -mm -mm. so imagine i'm every day up at 4 30 i work until midnight non-stop 365 days, rain or shine, I'm there to feed the dog, you know. And then I need to rescue dog some more. So if I don't have team that to help me or people to help me, I don't think I can make it. Those days I was young, yeah, I can, I can do this, I can do that, I can run after the dog, this and that. But now, still can, but I'll be panting a bit, you know. <laughs> you know? But still, if I, there are people who uh, want to offer like a land to us, you know. And it's quite far from here, and uh, all we do is just to collect the donation and fence up the whole place, get electricity, get water. But then again, it's a bigger space. And I have my husband here. I have my night feeding here. I would not want to go there because I cannot feed them anymore. I cannot see my pets in the house, right? I have to stay there. But here, I'm just about 10 minutes away from my house. I can just go back anytime. So I'm not greedy for that. Like I see, he says, I'm content with what I am now. Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to wash cages outside because it says, it says uh, it's a public, it's a public place. But they don't understand uh, when we got the license at the time, you know, tell us that we, we cannot wash things outside the shop lot. Mm -hmm. We need to have a little kitchen and our kitchens are big. How am I to wash? Right? So this is how I started early this morning at five in the morning. And it was always because of MCO also, you're not allowed to walk dogs. Mm -hmm. I used to start at 10 in the morning. So I have enough sleep. I go back home to sleep and come. But now I have to sleep here because MCO, I have to walk the dog early to prevent police catching me walking the dog. We're not allowed to do uh, exercise outside or, or take the dog for a walk, you know. Mm. So it's kind of used to the timing, used to the time. Really. The schedule is there. The system is there. So that's how I started every day at five in the morning, which is good in a sense. I, I'm more fair now, I'm not so dark. <laughs> <laughs> you 
with the system I had now five in the morning is beautiful and then volunteers auntie can we come later can we not come at six in the morning I say immaterial if you got a job to do you have to get up right so you have to do it it's either you come at six in the morning or you come at four in the evening but I prefer you come at six in the morning because there's more work to do because I need to feed I need to wash I need to walk you know but afternoon is only walking session it's only walking the dog nothing mm -hmm. much yeah this mm -hmm. and then uh you don't wash in the evening so everything is clean already in the morning how so, um what time does the uh place open until or you open every day from 10 actually from 10 to uh, 8, 8 p.m mm -hmm. sunday is 10 to 7 p.m and but i i'm here all the time it basically mm -hmm. like 24 hours <laughs> yeah but it's, uh, I'm used to it, la, but it's, I feel good. La. You know, I feel good. And people know my timing. Sometimes they will knock at the door. Can I come from the back? I'm going to get a food. Can I come at 9 o'clock? Can I take my body home at, uh, body dog home at 9 or 10 o'clock? Sure. I'm here. They know I'm here. So uh, people like to come here in a way that I'm flexible. You can come anytime to collect a dog. Like today, there's one dog mess going home at 11 p.m. You know, if I go back home, I won't come back again. Right? I'll be sleeping in my king size bed, my air con. You know what I mean? So now I'm sleeping here without air con, with all the dogs. You know? But it's okay. I, I, I love it. At least I know what happened to my dog when they have diarrhea, they call me. Or they want to pee and poo, they will call me. So I'm there for them. And uh, dogs at the back, I'm so scared to be poisoned by people. I'm there for them again. Mm -hmm. So I'm like... Uh, <laughs> I feel happy about it. I feel so uh, secure when I'm here. The dogs are fine. There's no issue when they come, come and then they are happy that I'm here too, you know, things like that. I'm very happy about it. I'm just so happy about it. So, um, you mentioned that you have, uh, your kids are all married and um, they move out already, right? Yeah. Okay, so how did you manage uh, raising them or when you started my pet's haven they already have their own stable life is it um uh, uh, i'm married to a a, a police inspector actually <laughs> a uniform guy okay so uh we have squatter to stay not squatter we have a house to stay the time i already married i'm, I'm working in a corporate world i i work for uh what do you call it the uh, property line you know this uh and I'm, I got my own saving, and I hold two jobs a day, like doing some, uh, as a guinea stock promoter in the night, so I can keep with the money for my kids. And my kids are, are blessed in a way, they are very intelligent, all right? They are intelligent. They never disturb me, but mommy, Ayo, I need this, I need that. They always find their own way, and then they go overseas, so they find their own loan, things like that. And then they never disturb me, so I got my chance, and then when I, when I own the pub, I also make some money. I bought a house and then I, I just took care of them. Very simple. I'm a very simple person. I don't ask for much. And uh, as long as my children are happy, I'm happy. And then they don't mix the wrong company. They never give me headache. I'm fine. You know? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's how it goes. Nah. Save, I saved a lot in a way lah, because I, uh, I hold two jobs. Like I say, I hold two jobs. And I also do some Tupperware sale. Like all these petty, petty things. I... Yeah, you yes, can never have only one. Yeah, I just do, and then I, I, I just send the money. Mm -mm -mm. It's all hard work, but it pay off, you know. 
Yeah, you have and to be. A lot of people are benefiting from it as well. Yeah, now. I always believe it's a cycle, you know, you know, and uh, while your parents are taking care of you, so it's your it's a cycle now that your turn is to take care of the children. So you you must always build up a foundation for them. You must be in a strong foundation. That only you can work out things, you know. If your foundation is good, the tree is always strong there. It will never fall, you know. As you know, we are we come from a very conservative type of family, you know. And those days we don't have anything. We don't have anything. All we want is to save money so that we can take care of the parents when they are old, and they have some money to people buy house and you can have your own car. Don't have to depend on people. People look down on you. You know, always believe in yourself that you can do it. You know. So if you you have this stuff thing in your mindset. You can definitely achieve. Yeah, somebody. Okay. Don't be in life, yes. Thank you for the great piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, um, we are both in this way. Lah. Yeah. Mm -mm, we are, we are. Correct. So um, at uh, In Control, we always believe in giving back and contributing back to the community, right? So definitely, Auntie Eileen, you are a great example of giving back without expectations. And um, but contribution doesn't have to come in big actions like you, like what you did. You know, building a whole shelter, adopting thirty over forty dogs, and then providing them houses, and then uh, giving them to good families, going through all the process. Yeah. You know. So, of course, everybody would like to contribute back and give back to the people and impact even more people when they do that. But even if one person adopts one animal from you today, it will already make a very huge difference to you and to your shelter. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, it makes you so happy. But uh, we are quite strict in our adoption now, you know. So we mm -hmm. uh, make sure that they go to a good home. And uh, we have questions to ask to make sure the puppies are landed. I mean, uh, they're in a good hands, you know. So uh, even one today, one puppy adopted, so we are happy about it, you know. Because, and then you can bring another puppy inside. You got space for them, you know. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. What else can um, people do other than, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people cannot adopt because of their living environment or their condo and they want to do something to help, right? So what else can they do in that sense? Well, they have their thumbs off. They can always foster a puppy. We allow fostering. Mm -hmm. and from fostering, we, that's how they learn about dogs. We can guide them, you know. Um, there's one way of doing it is by let them have a, a, a time that they always wanted a job but they cannot have it, you know, because the parents are against it or their apartment is too small. So they can come in and say, Auntie, can I foster a puppy for, from today for me for three days? Two days, one day also can be allowed. And then we will uh, bear the food and give them bowl and then to guide them, you know. And then with the word of mouth, then we teach them about nurturing this and that, and they're big, how to go about. And I'm sure they have friends, so they get a friends, you know, and they make themselves happy. Oh, Auntie Aline, uh, just uh, let me foster a puppy. Y'all like to come and see the puppy. And this is what she teach me. Uh, after vaccination, cannot bow for one week, all the guidelines, you know. 
so people will just come in. There was, I think last year, I think we have a, a fostering day. We have 10 dogs fostered by people and only, I think none returned. Oh, so they none fostered returned. and then they adopted. Yeah, they fell in love with the dog. I think none returned. One was given back, but after that, she came back for the dog again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you you miss the dog so much, you know. <laughs> so far, so good. So we get a chance in life to actually own a dog, you know, and mm -hmm. and uh, there are students that uh, that until I'm so scared of dogs, but I I I'm so scared to touch them. I got phobia. I was chased by a dog before, you know. So we also like hold a hand to touch the dog. When they feel back, how is it like to feel a dog, you know? Mm -hmm. So once they did that, uh, they kind of, you know, it's so soft. The fur is so soft. It's so nice. Can I hold? Uh, that's how it started. So we give them chance uh, by uh, guiding them all the way. And uh, that's how we do our adoption. Also. It's, it's not a gimmick, but in a way, yes. <laughs> you love the dog, you've never returned the dog. Because <laughs> you never try, you never know, you yes, know. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, can you share with us one very significant story or any story actually that you would like to share that made a big, big difference and difference to what you are doing right now? Okay, uh, we have uh, this dog, I think if you've seen on Instagram called Canary, mm -hmm. a dog without a face. Uh, Janice, where's my hand cone? Uh, he's called a dog without a face, all right? Uh, I have a picture of him with a face before the uh, uh, doctor had to cut all the, the uh, mm -hmm. skin yeah. and everything. He saw like a, you saw, right? So this dog was... Initially asking for food in the restaurant. And then they pour boiling water on his face. You know? So imagine a boiling water pour on you. So sometimes you get itchy, you start scratching, right? So when you start scratching, then the skin will peel off. Right? So it's slowly, slowly peeling off, it's getting rotten. All right. This store, this is this is one dog that touched a lot of people in the Instagram. A lot of people cry for canary. Eventually, we have to put him down in the end. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm trying to say is, uh, if you don't like the dog, just shoot them away, but just don't hurt them. You know? mm -hmm. um, uh, <laughs> uh, it's a very sad story. Um, uh, it's like a lot of people don't understand why it meant so much uh, to rescue a dog that needed help. We are the voice for them, you know. We, we can help them. You know, there are people who just... Uh, you can take a video of the people hitting a dog and not doing anything about it. If you can take a video of the dog, you can save them, right? And then they put up in the Facebook and up, up. I don't know what's the Up, up. That time, the Facebook always went up, up. Then I asked my friend, what's up, up? Means they're asking you to share. It's not fair that you've seen 
people hunting your dog and then take a video and then just walk away. You know, just, mm. you know, I'm sure you can take the video and also help the dog and stop all this uh, cruelty, you know. And that's what happened to uh, Henry that he has nobody helped him until one lady called us up. The space getting to rot already, but it's a bit too late. And um, in the end, it's so sad that we put him down because we didn't have to cut off his tongue. He got no tongue. We had to put a tube here so that he can eat. And um, what I'm trying to say is, uh, if you can uh, uh, save them in a way and uh, call uh, DBS or call anybody that is nearby to help the dog, I'm sure they can be safe. You know, but just don't walk away. If you walk away, the thing will get worse each time, right? And then by the time you save them, it's like, like they say, a stitch in time, safe night, right? It get bigger and bigger. And that's what happened to uh, Canary. So if you have the chance to do something, yeah. just do it. Because money can earn back. Money can earn back. Always remember that you're young. Money can always earn back. You can always uh, call us or we can put up some donation. We can help the dog. But don't walk away, you know. And don't just share the video and uh, knowing that you're there to help, just help them first, you know. Because now they have this, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, department of Veterinary, they're willing, there are numbers there. I can even give you the number. If you see any cruelty, call them. They will come. Yeah. Uh, call the right person. Uh, the police doesn't take the matter now. They're not really interested. But sometimes if you say too cruelty, I'm sure they will help, right? I'm sure they have feelings. So, um, Always keep the number in, in, with you. If you see, even you don't like dogs, you can also help them. Uh, because, they are, because nobody wants to be a dog or cat. Nobody wants to be born a dog or a cat. It's just a, it's a God creation. You know, it's meant like uh, to, to help us to look after the house and give us a... Good companion. Uh, yeah, accompany us. Act as a guard dog. And then, uh, you know, that we are safe with them. You know, just... Uh, so please, uh, they cannot talk. We have to we have a voice for them. Just help them. All right. I, I cannot continue with the story of Canary. I'm so sorry. Okay. okay. Thank you for sharing with us the story. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be very touched by that. Um, final question for this interview. We just want to um, ask you. So what do you, because our company is in control, Right, we, are, we talk about being con in control of our life, of our career. And then, of course, when you're in control of all these things, like what you are and like how you are, Auntie Aileen, um, in the end, you gave back to the community, right? You contribute back. And that is a very big part of um, what you're sharing today. So what do you think being uh, in control or having an in-control life is? Stop buying dogs adopt stop stop buying then the breeding will stop you know and uh don't encourage a breeder if you uh if you will go to, to look into the uh uh google or whatever puppy meals i think you heard of puppy meals right the mom are not be taken care of they are tied up one year twice they, are, they will do the mating right and then uh whatever dog you buy it's not healthy and then they have this in-house breeding, you know, where the father mate with the daughter, the mom with the son, brother and sister. 
So when you stop all this, I'm sure thing will stop. Just don't buy it, you know. All right, just don't buy. Adopt them, and then uh, and then also please uh neuter all your dogs, whether male or female. There are people have this mindset that oh, I, we have a male dog. And I was very surprised when I first started this one about adoption. There are a lot of people say, we only want male dog. We only want male dog. I say, why? Cannot get pregnant, ma. Ayo. They cannot get pregnant, but they are the culprits to make people pregnant. <laughs> they are the culprits. So what you can do is, you have to neuter them, right? In a way, okay? Female will give birth. The male will make them pregnant. So equally, male or female has to be new, uh, neutered. Mm. Uh, we make them healthy. They live longer. The focus is more uh, better off, you know, and they're more healthy. So that doesn't mean, but after through all this education for 11 years here, you know what happened? They all come in for female dogs. Mm. They all want female dog now. It's so surprising. I mean, it's so surprised. I mean, it's so uh, okay. So surprised that people. I only want female dog. I don't want male dog. <sighs> we're so happy about it, you know. So because we want to get the female dog, so we can control the population. We can let them get neuter, right? And then we guide them how to why male dog has to be neuter. So auntie, my father say, ah, if I neuter my male dog, ah, they become CC oh, like a gay uh, <laughs> I say what? It's what people in the olden days believed too, you know, they, they, they won't be fierce and all that. I say there's no such thing. They are, they, they are what they are. They are born that maybe their hormones change, you know, but they won't be like, they'll be still the same. It's just that uh, yeah. they're more quiet down. They are, they are what do you call that? Uh, more mellow. They won't like bark at night for female dog. They pass time with a mate, uh, during mating season. You fight for female dog and then that's where the town council come in and catch them. Right, so what you can do is, uh, please try to understand equally, uh, a male, male or female equally, get the neuter to control them in cash by the town council. And most of the street dogs nowadays are fit by people, understand they're fit by people, they're all neuter by people as well, just that they can't keep them. They want them to take care of the dog of, the, of their compound, the surrounding there, so there's no other dog that come in. That's what happened in Taiwan. Mm -mm. Don't kill them. They take all the 10 dogs to neuter, and then they put back the same place, they control the, the, the place, and then they won't, there's no other new dog coming in. Mm -hmm. No? It is so, uh, what do you call it? It's so healthy in this way, you know. But mm -hmm. people don't understand, a oh, male dog don't need to neuter, la, and then they start making noise at night, chasing female dogs. That's where the town council came and or people poisoned them because they are too noisy. You understand what I mean? And also, uh, there are things to avoid TBT. I'm sure you heard about TBT, right, TB? Mm -hmm. I heard about TBT case, right? Right? It's like a cauliflower on a female backside. Mm -hmm. Heard of that? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then to, uh, to avoid all this, uh, we have to neuter the male well because they are the one that imagine yeah. 10 male dogs into one female dog. Mm. You know? And then uh, people don't understand how they get TBT. It's a kind of... Uh, it's, it's not a viral, it's like an AIDS, you know, where they, they can be it's curable. You have to do the jab once a week and they'll be $140, about four times. Mm. Some, some can be cured, but some die. We got one case of a dog, uh, it was too severe. We, we saved uh, save her, 
We even give uh, the, to the last day, she needed oxygen. But in the end, she's too die, but it was too huge. The Even with the jab, cannot even save. Uh, yeah, I read that. Uh, I the actually read dog. all your stories. Yeah, the, the, the black <laughs> dog, right? So, uh, so, I just want people to understand uh, when you adopt a dog, you also must see uh, where, where you're staying. Are you staying in a rental property? Or are you uh, staying in an apartment or condo? And please do not get a male dog when you're staying in an apartment or condo. Why? Because the way they pee. You know? You know, male dog tends to lift up the leg and pee. And mm -hmm. after your hard day work, from work, coming back from work, and then, oh shit. My wall is yellow again. My floor is yellow again. My chair is turned yellow again. And in the end, what do you do with the dog? You lock him up, you cage him up, you abandon them. Mm. Right? So, try to understand uh, when you want to adopt a dog, you must know uh, whether you will ask questions like whether you're saying the landed property. Try to understand uh, um, what type of dog you're going to. Adopt and uh, what of uh, happiness will give to a dog that can be in a family? Uh, just not because it's a male dog that cannot give birth, uh, cannot get pregnant. Uh, you know, and then in the end, you abandon them. It's also part of cruelty, lah. Mm -hmm. So the worst is like uh, like schnauzer, sisu, poodle. They all lock up in the cage and then they never do the grooming. Oh my god, it's all mated. They have skin problems just because they BB everywhere, they have to lock him up. You know, so it's not fair. It's not fair. You know, you have a female dog, you can always neuter them. They won't have period, they won't have get pregnant. It's equally good. And then they wait to pee, you just clean them up. And then it's, you know, and low maintenance. Uh, if you get a dog, adopt a dog with low maintenance for you, you have to spend much money on grooming, you know, mm. things like that. So you must know what you want. Mm, and you can what you want. Uh, and also, please do not buy a dog. Right? Because every puppy is cute when you're young. Every puppy is cute. When right. I was, I was so cute. Everybody want to hold me also. <laughs> when when oh, people don't want to look at me now. Oh my God. <laughs> so, we had to educate the people like, actually, but there are still a lot of people don't understand about uh, dogs, you know. You know, because they have this mindset that my father, mother say must have a, have male dogs, and then they're not willing to uh, accept it. You know, to neuter them because they become pondan in the end, things like that. Mm. Right. So, so, being educated, knowing all these things before actually making a decision is very yeah. important. A lot of commitment, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, thank you, Auntie Eileen. We have come to the end of the interview and podcast already. Right, bye. Thank you everybody for listening to our podcast or our YouTube. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn. For more episodes like this in the future, do give us a follow or subscribe. Once again, if you would like to give a helping hand to My Pets Haven, they are always in lo looking for volunteers. So do head over to their website or their Instagram for more information. See you again in the next episode.